France. Welcome back to the Chill Sounds and Breakdowns podcast. We have another great episode. Uh, it's second episode of the year, so I'm I'm super stoked on this one. We're on episode 93, and today we have Kendra from Funky Town Fridge, which is one of your endeavors, but yes. um, it's the one that like I uh, kind of heard of first, um, which is a concept that's really just... Um, it's a really cool concept, but the, the, the thing that caught my attention is how local to my own community it was so you're um i guess we can start that you're a fort worth native yes um and so you grew up in this area so seeing something like that reflected in a community that i belong to is, yeah, is yeah. really cool yeah um well so um i guess what was the driving force before like to try to start something like this i'm from fort worth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like uh i grew up in the project so i just i seen a lot of things and i seen um a lot of hungry people and I just remember as a kid driving through Lancaster and looking at all of those people that were just homeless and <clears throat> unable to take care of themselves and I don't know I always wanted to do something about that and I can't house everybody but yeah I could try to feed them and so when the when the concept came, not concept came to me, but when I seen it on Instagram mm-hmm. <laughs> and another um, city, I believe it was New Orleans, when I seen it there, I was like, man, I think I can do this. Like, I think I can make it happen. Um, plus, it was during the time of, uh, like, the 2020 Great Awakening, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was a lot of protesting happening. A lot of people were getting hurt. And <clears throat> I... I wanted to create something long lasting and tangible. Okay. Um, that would result from all of this hard work. So does that make sense? You, the the word tangible yes. uh, jumped out at me. And uh, okay. the, the reason that word jumped out at me <laughs> is because that's what that's what it feels like. It's something that is mm. Uh, for lack of a better word, there's no middleman to go through. Like yeah. because of the concept, uh, basically, I mean, I'm, if I'm wrong, you, you correct me on this. But with Funky Town Fridges, it's just public fridges mm-hmm. and pantries mm-hmm. out in uh, just these public areas. Um, uh, the one that I uh, know is the one next to the uh, like the Northside Food Bank. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, so okay. it's it's right Northside there on the side. Fridge. That's I mean, the the funny thing is that's literally like. Maybe two to three blocks from where like yeah. my mom is from. Uh, we're on the north side too, right? Yeah. Uh, we're a little off from the north yeah. side right now, but it's. I mean, this it's is like, like five minutes five, down the right? yeah, yeah. yeah, but right literally from my mom's house, it's it's two blocks, which is where okay. I grew up. Like I used to go, and uh, my grandma, my grandmother, uh, actually who just passed, used to always go mm-hmm. to that uh, center. Um, but uh, what it, it's they're just out there, and you can come and drop off food and people there's no one to talk to there's no one to go through there's no like paperwork anyone needs to fill out if they're hungry they have a place where they can just go and pick stuff up for them mm-hmm. which to me is like that's so simple when sometimes you think about these ideas of like how to help people and how to I'm like this is the simplest way possible like one of the simplest ways possible that I've seen where it's just yeah if you have something to contribute you can roll by the fridge stock it up a little bit with you know anything anyone's going to be appreciative of yeah. anything that they're finding here and such easy I hope access so. to them yeah <laughs> I hope so no um uh actually we so um 
recently we had a we had a little uh, a show we put on, and then we thought it'd be fun to um, yes. uh, just do a, a food that drive. Was and we're just like, and we was like, okay, we'll see what like turns up. Uh, and what people contribute. We actually ended up contributing quite a bit. I was like, I was yeah. excited that people were excited yeah. to bring stuff. That was stuff. a lot. Yeah, and people were happy. Like people were like, oh, like uh, people were like, where do I put this in with with droves? And um, that's what I was. Well, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> that's what I found um, from people. Not necessarily the most, but frequently. Mm. Like people were looking for ways that they would be able to help their fellow neighbor or help out their community or ways that they can volunteer, something that they could do um, to maybe fulfill themselves, mm-hmm. to maybe just want to be generous and offer out. You know, people have big hearts and they want to help other people. And so a lot of people have told me that, mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, you gave me, <laughs> you gave me something. To, or stay-at-home moms. Yeah. I've met a, like, a lot of stay-at-home moms um, that go grocery shopping and they'll say, well, we always put it like a $50 budget in for the fridge and Mm -hmm. then we'll go weekly and we'll take the kids and I try to make it inviting for everybody I try to make it inviting especially for children Mm -hmm. Um, that's like always my number one priority and that was my number one like forethought um, in creating this which is why it's important for it to be so so colorful and just like so open and um, hopefully inviting and you know and guilt free and Stigma free. Stigma free. Um, yeah. yeah. There's, um, I don't know. There's a, there's a disconnect. I mean, that's happened, I think a little bit more with, with technology and stuff like that work. Uh, community is, is a little, mm-hmm. yes. uh, is yes. a little more scarce. True. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. People, the thing is people will crave it. They just like, with that, um, no, like in-person communication, you can, you can drive down the street and see you know, a bunch of like where you see like homeless camps and stuff like that mm-hmm. and maybe not give it a second thought because it's it's fleeting. It's just like, oh, I'm, there's nothing it's happening, or, you know, and you you have to accept it instead of and it, this offers like, again, a real tangible way to for you to maybe uh, start off that connection. It's like, oh, if you can't yeah. go person to person or whatever, like, oh, sock this. And it's helping again, if if in the Fort Worth area, it's helping if and you live here, it's helping directly people that are in your community, the people that you are driving by, like, okay, well, they have a place and I'm helping in some way. You I, know mean, I mean, that's how we came up. Like, that's how I grew up. That's how my aunties and my mother and my grandmothers and just people around have mm-hmm. taken care of us. It's Having a home (laughs) is important. Um, Having a home is um, not something that everybody has. And so I've watched my great-grandmother's house be a home for so many people and Mm -hmm. just be a place where, like, people can just, if they don't have food that week or if they're hungry, they know that every Sunday they can go over there and they can get a meal. Or even if they just walk in on a random day and Mm -hmm. need some food, she's going to find whatever it is (laughs) in the kitchen. To feed you. I mean, that's important. Like, if I don't break bread with you, I don't love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that's always been, like, just embedded in us. Like, that's a way that we bond, especially as black people. Like, we cook. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in the kitchen. They're making food. You have your recipes that have been passed down. Your It's just it's something about being able to have a space where you can fellowship and convene and communicate with the people that you love, especially if you don't get to do it all the time. Yeah. And now in a, in an age where individualism is like at an all time high. So yeah. 
it was important for me to to do my best to plant roots of community and really what that looks like to me and I, it's important to me to try to like give that same love out to the world that I had. Yeah, so sense. I mean, your community uh, again, growing up from what you're saying, it's like your your family, your grandmother doing yeah. this, but also like your, your community <clears throat> com- continuously increasing by just new people stopping by yeah. and like sitting down for dinner and yeah. stuff like that. I uh, I always think of uh, my grandmother that way because well, first of all, I call her my grandmother, but she's technically not my like biological grandmother. Mm-hmm. It's just. Um, she helped when my mother came, like when my mother, uh, you know, was uh, young, had to work like the entire time. She offered to take care of me. So I became an adopted mm-hmm. grandson. Yeah. But then I realized that she had a lot of those. Like she yeah. had a lot of adopted <laughs> yeah. grandsons. And yeah. she had a lot of where when we would show up on Thanksgiving, it's so many people that are not blood. It's all mm-hmm. these people that are invited because like if you're, you know, if you want to come spend time with a family or you don't have. And it was a lot of the people who just didn't have family or like their family was a little hard to go to just to spend like some time together. And there's a lot of people that just knew her from that reason. Just but that's what, that's what love does though. Right. Mm -hmm. Like love is just a simple invitation in like, yeah, come in. Yeah. Come in. What do you need? What do you need? Yeah. What do you need? And how can I help you get there? Just, just come. Yeah. And, and you're right with, uh, if I'm understanding like individualism is what you Mm -hmm. call it. Um, it's a little bit more of a, just like, uh, again, a, a me perspective and like, um, it, it gets hard when you I, I think it's hard when I like notice and step back and realize that that's what I was doing because I'm like everybody else's stuff was like an inconvenience to me for a while and I'm like that feels so terrible like when I <laughs> you stand back and think about it that way I'm like oh I hate that that's my first thought I'm like oh how is this going to inconvenience me when a lot of times people sometimes just need someone just to talk to and even that I wasn't like giving time or space to mm-hmm. and it just didn't it didn't make me feel well and then like there are limitations of what you can offer and everything like that. I feel mm-hmm. that. But um, sometimes taking that extra little moment um, just to to spend time with people, to add, add a little community. Yeah. That's what with like uh, with noise writing shows, the stuff that we're doing um, is my main goal is one of the reasons like I like doing what we do is that I the music community to me and going to local shows and stuff like that. That's what, that's what did it for me. Like I have tons of friends. Cause I like, I, I'm an, I'm an only child. So like every, my, my friends really? were like who I, yeah, wow. I totally built my like family off of friends. Cause yeah. like my, my family life wasn't too close. It was like me and my mom and we have like an aunt here and a few cousins, but we didn't spend too much time with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's who I built around it. So when I found like the music scene, I made, tons of friends very easily and I enjoy that so much I'm like oh that made me feel comfortable I don't know if people out there know like that's what happened but I want to build the same thing like for them but um people don't realize that you need community you need a space where you can be around like-minded people and it can be judgment-free and it can just be an open space where you can be yourself and then you can pour into others and they can pour into you like there's Nothing on this earth. <laughs> Nothing on this earth. And I know people are their families, and some people have strong their families, and some people don't. I don't. No. But there's nothing on this earth like a, a strong foundation of community and, like, understanding that and, and how it works. And a lot of the way the world is now is because we don't have community. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have people we can we can trust or be vulnerable with or depend on or lean on and sometimes we don't even make it 
um, a point to create those relationships. And I think that's also an issue with individualism because people don't even have the intercommunication skills to know how to, to, to start a conversation with somebody and build upon that and create a strong relationship and bond. A lot of things mm-hmm. is just like come and go now and it's quick and it has yeah, to right. happen. And if it doesn't, then you're automatically like on the side of maybe hopelessness or thinking that like you, you leave that where it is, but you don't know what kind of potential is there if you don't try. Yeah. Uh, there's very quickly, if you stopped, uh, trying to create those like relationships, you're very, uh, inclined to be like, it's I'm, I'm alone. Like there's no one like me. Um, if you stop trying to find a community, which is completely like, um, wrong because there's, there's a community for everyone yeah. like I did. there's it's so many uh, you, you're gonna have to find them and it's yeah. gonna take you time you know, time and find but uh you have to know yourself, yourself too that yeah you have to know yourself otherwise you end up like <laughs> yeah fitting, making yourself fit into yeah. like communities that you really don't yeah, belong spaces to. you don't belong yeah in. yeah i spent i spent a long exists. time doing that yeah spaces you don't belong in exist mm-hmm. you can't just because you want to be somewhere i want to do some that don't mean it that's where you you're supposed to be it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you, uh, so you went to school down in uh, Stephen F. Austin. Right? I, what? Right? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> All right, no, no. <laughs> you did some research, didn't you? A little bit. Okay. <laughs> yes, um, I did. And you, and, okay, so uh, you chose to go into like sociology. Yeah. Uh, and there's, um, were you, did you have an idea in mind on why you were pursuing something like that? Oh, did you no, come in like I just knowing? wanted to graduate. Oh, yeah? Okay. No. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's actually a great question. No, <laughs> I, um, so I'm a first generation. Mm. Um, everything, oh. like, I graduated high school first. I graduated college first. Um, and so it was just uh, a real whirlwind. Mm-hmm. Um, and like culture shock all the way through. Not only was I a first generation, but I was the first generation with PTSD, what I found out like later okay. on. So, and I, I would wonder why I was struggling so hard to just like focus or like think or get what I need to get. Cause mm-hmm. it wasn't that I wasn't capable, which I thought, or wasn't, um, or didn't belong there, okay. which I also thought. Um, I just, I had it a little harder or it was a lot more complicated for me than it was for, I guess, the the next other student. Um, And so I came home after my freshman year um, to well, thinking I was helping my mother Mm. with my sisters. Um, And that was just like, can I cuss on it? It was like a shit show. (laughs) <laughs> it was it was not what it needed to be. Um, and so I came home for about a year, quit school, um, and I met my mentor. And she helped me get back in. And her and both, there was two mentors at one time. And they really kind of just took me in and just really, like, really helped shape and mold me and kind of loved me and reparented me. Mm-hmm. And so... They took me back to Nacogdoches, told me I had to get a degree. 
and told me I wasn't leaving without a degree. Um, and we had a meeting with one of my, I was always in the College of Liberal Arts. Okay. Um, cause I was studying criminal justice. Okay. For reasons that I shouldn't have been. Mm. Um, and so, I, we went back, um, spoke to one of the advisors, and then he brought up sociology as a major. He was just like, "You, I think you'd be a good sociology major. I was like, I already knew what it was, but I was like, I didn't know you can major. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that there were like alternatives and things you can do. And so he said that, and we were all like, Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sociology. Sociology um, with the emphasis in cultural anthropology. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my minor was um, early childhood education, okay. um, which is also good because I love kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I love babies. I love kids. Mm-hmm. And I basically raised all my siblings. So um, we ended up doing that. I got into the sociology program. Excelled yeah. immediately, <laughs> um, and immediately found out yeah, this is where you're supposed yeah, to be. Like this yeah. is it, yeah. and so um, I, I really enjoy. I love just sociology. Like I love the study of people mm. and being around people. Um, I like having conversations with people and learning different individuals. And so it was just, it was just really kind of aligned mm. and perfect. Um, and so shout out to them. They really yeah. did like. <laughs> Because, I mean, when I tell you, I didn't have no, like, no real, like, family support or help in college, especially as a first generation. Like, I went to school, I think, with $100 and, like, a black trash bag. Wow. <laughs> yes. My auntie took me to school. No, my auntie took me to um, Walmart, bought me a bunch of groceries and clothes. My big cousin took me to school. And then from then on... Kind of just on your own trying yeah, to figure it out. Yeah, it was just like Yeah. <laughs> there it, you go. It um, um yeah. So yeah. It it was a a very trying time, but I I thank God for it. Like I thank God for the whole experience and for who I am. Mm-hmm. Um because a lot of that shaped me and made me and led me to my mentors. So you know, shout out to them because they tell me, man. Like if, it was, yeah, <laughs> if it wasn't for them, who knows where I'd be, what I'd be doing, and and not the people that I couldn't depend on. So mm-hmm. I try to focus on that uh, moving forward and grow from there. Grow from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me- mentors and people you find along the way are I- essential, like yeah. to to your growth and to yeah. where you end up yeah. going. Like, and um, uh, that's good that you actually found some mentors who were actually beneficial. Yeah. You know I mean, like, because uh, you then then you also run into the other end of people on the end of the road who either don't want to yeah. help out or or rather see you just like jealous of you. Yeah, which is. Uh, which was what I grew up around. Really, a lot of, a lot of jealousy. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I didn't. I don't. I didn't necessarily grow up with that. But what I grew up with, I, I w- was going to be a, a first generation. But m- because of that, my mother didn't know exactly yeah, like, what, what to, to do. do. And yeah. then, uh, so I, I never ever fault her for that because. Uh, Again, the week, you only know what you know, yeah, and how far you can get. And then uh, I remember like uh, going and having an advisor for like college applications and everything. And I had I had been accepted to like UNT to do uh, something, and apparently everything was paid for. I just didn't understand it. You know what I mean? What? Like, I, and then, and then um, last minute they're like, "Oh, they need you to live on campus," and I didn't know like that. And then uh, 
they had sent me a letter about that or something. And I, uh, I remember reaching out to her and being like, Hey, like something's changed. Like, what do I need to update? She disappeared. Like, and she was working out of somewhere. I'm not going to say where, I guess. Um, but I went to like the office. She wasn't there anymore. Like she was answering any phone calls or anything. Like no one knew anything about it. And I'm just like, what? what happened? Yeah. And it, she was back like the next year after that. But I'm like, oh, and I got I got scared and confused and oh, I didn't wow. know who to call. Yeah. So I ended up not working out. Yeah, but man. but yeah, That's it was important. it was a lack of knowledge. Yeah. Especially now, <laughs> especially now. And just like in retrospect and thinking about that, like who really knows where I would be? That is crazy. And that's why it's important for. I don't know, people to take steps and people to branch out and people to meet other folks mm-hmm. who I, I, I've i always made it a point um, just in my lifetime to surround myself with people who have more than me and know more than me. Mm. Yeah, okay, <laughs> like, I like that. If you if, if we're on the same level, there's absolutely nothing we like and, and we're not elevating, then there's like you I need to be around and I've always been like had friends older than me too Mm -hmm. um which is kind of not on purpose it just kind of happens that way but these are people who because I can't I can't go to my parents for for a lot of things for like advice or situations or complications in life and Mm so I've always and I've always known that though and so I've always made it uh um a point to like know people who have more than me and who know more than me and are doing things like seeking out people mm-hmm. who are doing things um that I admire that I align with that I want to potentially do in my own life and so I really I really thank God for them because yeah. I, I who knows because I don't even know how I apply for my dorm how I pay for it. I don't know. None yeah. of, I don't even remember that stuff. Wow. How I even got there like the very first time, like the first year. Mm-hmm. Because that's how I ended up leaving anyway. I didn't yeah. know what I was doing. I thought my mama needed <laughs> Like, <Yeah>. I came home. <laughs> I was like, what am I finna do now? Yeah. I had me a little job. I was me $300 a week. <laughs> I was making me some money. Yeah. I wasn't paying rent. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I can do yeah, this. Like, this fun. Not bad. Yeah. And I think my mother saw that mm. and she sat me down and she was like, no. Nah. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's like, no, nah, um, you going to school. Yeah. I don't know how you're going to get there, what you're going to do, but you're going to figure it out. It's like, okay. And that's how I ended up, you know, talking to my mentor and saying like, hey, I got to go back to school. I got to get back in. How do I? And I mean, from that, that point, that day on, she helped me the entire time. That's awesome. I like, yeah. I like the, uh, always having people around you that have more than you or yes. no more than you. Like, because yes. I don't know nothing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't that's, know nothing. <laughs> well, I was like, just and, thrown out here. It's like, like, I don't know anything. And if I'm the smartest guy in the room that we got. Especially in college. <laughs> yeah. Like, my, my mama can't tell me. Like, she don't know. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. You just don't know. But I got to find somebody who does. Let's find somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I got to yeah. figure out how I'm finna get where I want to go which is yeah I, I like that in the in the aspect too of like putting yourself in those rooms and being uncomfortable with like oh the people know more Very and it's and it it's fine I used to I used to stay out of them uh, a lot of the time because 
I'm it's like, so I don't easy know. to. I was like, I don't know enough. Yeah. I go, I don't know enough to be here. And, and I would tell myself, I don't belong here, mm-hmm. like in these spaces and rooms. And people would bring out ideas and talk to me. I was like, oh, like you need to talk to someone else. Like that's not something I can do. And I have a, I have a friend. Um, his name is Dizzy. He uh, and he tells me a lot. He's like, uh, he's like, you sell yourself short a lot. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. He's like, and we were talking about something. He's like, oh, okay, uh, you have a really like good set of like a good skill set I go you just don't see it and he's like tell me like how to do this and he he asked me he's like and I explained it to him and he's like I don't know how to do that he's like so you need to he's like you you do earn your spot in those spaces but you want to seek more than that so uh, I used to be scared of being just curious and being like not knowing something like if you you people would say words and I'd be like I don't know what that means let me just keep talking it doesn't matter (laughs) and now like I stop so often like especially in these conversations because like I'll talk to people I'm like I don't know who you're talking about I don't know who that is and it's fine because for the most part all those rooms people are like Oh, well, let me let me tell you, like, mm-hmm. and then people will want to explain yeah. it, you know, like it's it, uh, it's definitely like not being afraid of like curiosity and being wrong, like being mm-hmm. like it happens so frequently. Like, it's crazy to think that I'm right all the time. Like that, <laughs> that was a crazy way I'm of a living. I'm a very curious person. Like, I ask questions. Yeah. Who are you? What do you know? Where do you come <laughs> from? I ask questions like and I think I probably used to get on people's nerves with that as a kid, maybe. <laughs> But oh well, like I want to know. Yeah, I want to know. But that's why a lot of people don't have knowledge either. True. <laughs> yeah, they don't ask questions. And they don't tend to be resourceful to try to figure it out for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I never want to be that person. I want to always be a critical thinker, a person that analyzes what's in front of me and sees it for what it really is. Yes. And so if I cannot do that, then I don't need to be around it. Yeah. Um. Being able to take in information and have your own thought process with it. And then the other part that I have learned is also that your perspective is not the only one. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, yeah, I I used to generalize so much and be like, well, like, people don't think this way when I really meant, like, I don't think this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I I kept doing that a lot. And now, like, now I do not normally rebuttal anything immediately Mm -hmm. off the bat. I need to know okay, if you think this way, why? Like, I, you know, let's get there. Um, instead of just being super blatantly just like, no, that, I don't think that way now. And I don't even know where you're coming from or what your, your upbringing or what your education yeah, is or what you've learned. How do you know are. this? How are your, your experiences? And, and I'm already dismissing them. You know? yeah. And then that's when I learned that that's what I was doing. I was just being dismissive of everybody else's actual life experience and where their perspective. And that's when I, I was like, okay, I need to take that step back. And if somebody says something that I immediately don't agree with or something, I'm like, okay, like let's find out why. And even if we still, I still don't agree with you. Like it's your perspective is valid because of whatever you're gone through. For I mean. sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a big one, but, uh, yeah, well that's, I think you found the right mentors like to get you like on track and you get out of, I found him, <laughs> but it was also God, gotcha. <laughs> I, I found him, but I mean the, the relationship that we had, it, there was no, there's no other way to explain it, but ordination like mm. If it wasn't them, who, <laughs> who would it have been? Where would it have gone? It wouldn't. Yeah. What's people? Like and it's the, hard to meet genuine people. Yeah. Who really have like your best interests at heart and want to see you win and make it their business to help you make that happen. Yeah. And so 
I was like, these these people are different. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never seen nothing like this before, but I, I think I need to stick with it. And so I'm a very big. It's crazy because my grandmother just said this um, uh, on Christmas because mm-hmm. we get together on Christmas Eve and we we sing and we carol and stuff. Okay. Um, and then we always wait and let our aunties and, and our great grandmother speak. Mm-hmm. Um, see if they have something to say because you know it's our time when we finally all together um, for the year. And she told us that uh, this past Christmas, she said, y'all all know how to pray. <laughs> and she was right. And yeah. we do. And if I didn't lead a life in that, mm. then I really don't know. Because you can meet mentors and they cannot be good for you. Like you can yeah. meet people and they can totally turn your life upside down. Mm. Um, and so, fortunately for me, that hasn't been my experience with outside people. Mm. Um, internally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't been my experience with the friends that I meet, the mm. people that I'm around, the people that I built, like, my community and my relationships with. Like, and I'm just, that's something that I'm very, very thankful for. Yeah. Because. Um, <laughs> have, have you had luck like that? Uh with outside people like all the time or is it something that you think as you've grown you've learned how to recognize oh, who always. those people are always? always see I'm the opposite I, I like to learn <laughs> to be honest with you my first bully was my mother <laughs> to oh, be very honest okay. with you um but I've always had discernment mm-hmm. and I really have always prayed like that was the first thing my grandmother taught me how to do and so when you when you lead your life like that it's not hard to see and discern people and Figure out what their intentions really are. Mm. Fortunately, thankfully, luckily, gratefully. I mean, all my friends I've had since elementary. My oldest friend I've had since the fourth grade. Like, all the friends that I've had throughout time and Mm. grew up with, we still cool. We're still friends. We still talk to each other. Check on their kids. Like, you know? Mm. Um, So... I think that's why friendship and community is so important to me because when I didn't have that internally, when I went to these people, all those things that I needed that I wasn't getting, they had. Mm-hmm. And so if you had what I needed, then I was going to keep you around. Yeah. Like, that's just, who wouldn't? Who would not do that? Yeah. I'm going to keep, you mean there's peace over here? You mean, you <laughs> like that's mean, the thing you can have? Like, what? <laughs> you mean there's happiness over here? You mean like there's laughter, there's joy, there's fun, like more of this, please. Mm. How do I get more of this and how do I curate more of this as I continue on throughout life? And God has really blessed me <laughs> mm. to be around some some good, some amazing people. Even my first day on, in college, one of my friends came, helped me move in. Been there ever since. Wow. Like, even <clears throat> I just switched careers <laughs> from teaching to um, now I do, like, insurance. And so um, I've, I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. I've never been around these people before. And when I tell you, I I, don't, I can count on my hand how many meals I've paid for. Wow. Since, <laughs> wow. since I've been out there, met these people, met mm-hmm. these friends, and we're just working together yeah but these are like lifelong friends for me now Mm. and so i just appreciate that and i think when you're a good person you genuinely you're gonna attract good genuine people as well and so that's what i try to be that's what i try to do 
um, I try to do right by people. I try to respect them. My grandmother has always taught me to do that mm-hmm. and to, to do good in the world and put that out. And thankfully, so far, that's been coming back. And we all have our days yeah. and our times and our tragedies and our valleys. But um, overall, I am I really am grateful for people like that. Yeah. I um, Yeah, I spent a lot of years putting myself into those spaces that I didn't belong in. Yeah. Um, a lot felt, of us do. Yeah. yeah. And, and it took a long time to now where I, now the set of people that I have around me and the new people that I keep adding to it, like, I'm like sure of them. You know, it's not, it's no longer a, Oh, uh, I wonder what they're going to do in my life. Like if, if you're in, like you're in because like, I, I know it now, you know, it's, it's not as hard to discern it anymore. Um, but yeah, before it's like, I, I was definitely ignoring like all the signs where I'm like, Oh, I shouldn't be here. Like, this isn't like the space I should be in or anything like that. Um, but it takes, but it, it goes along with with craving that community because I was craving it. Just I was just trying to find it wherever, like it yeah. it, it was available. Um, that's where we mess up. Yeah, that's where, we mess <laughs> that's up. where you. Yeah. That's where you fuck up. To now, where realizing that there's stuff that I that I can do that isn't um, that maybe wasn't in those like if I explain I explain a lot of like the ideas that I have in if I explain them in those older communities that I was in like they think it's dumb or they think it's like. Mm-hmm a waste of time yeah. or this and that it's just this tradition but I'm like no like I have I have a vision like yeah. and we're, we're like I'm gonna pursue that and in that pursuit you find people that are doing vision. the same thing are pushing the same you know and uh, and are doing like awesome things and people who again putting yourself in those rooms where people like know more and doing more uh, and it's not feeling jealous feeling one like super proud of like their accomplishments they're doing it but also like cool like I have somebody that I can talk to and learn from um, that's doing something similar to what I'm doing and not being afraid of like <clears throat> feeling small next to them instead of like oh like let's let yes. me you know pursue with you mm-hmm. um, but you so you uh, you just switched careers but you were teaching for a while yes. um, what, what were you teaching I finished teaching in world geography which okay. is my favorite so far yeah that's always been my favorite yeah what uh is it ninth a, grade ninth grade mm-hmm. okay how was how was that experience Oh, it was fun as hell. I love kids. Like, yeah. I love, yeah. yeah. And I love, like, teenagers yeah. and just, like, kids in general. So I don't, kids don't do with me what they do with other people. So <laughs> we really just be in the classroom learning and chilling. Yeah. And, like, you know, I I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed my, my principal and um, the staff and stuff there. Like, we had a time. <laughs> we had a time yeah. in ninth grade geography. I always, oh. I always yeah, think about like with with teaching is uh, how do people like find out like how they're gonna teach you know like or what kind of teacher you're gonna be um, because I, there's there were a lot of like what you're talking about it's like oh we were actually learning and just but actually having like a relaxed environment mm-hmm. it feels like um, there were some of those teachers that I had growing up that made me want to continue learning then there was the opposite of like mm-hmm. the ones that Major made me hate home. yeah yeah, yeah. and. Uh, I just always wondered how, like, that deciding factor, like, happened. I mean, I could be both. I have range. Yeah. <laughs> I could be, be anything. Try me. Yeah. And that's how I came. That's how I would start. Okay. Yeah. Like, we're the biggest student in the room in here. <laughs> and I'm little. And yeah. so they all bigger than me, yeah. really, in the sense. So it's like, who wanted with Nemo around here? Yeah. And so, I mean, 
I didn't even think that'll work for ninth grade because ninth grade is a roof like fifteen yeah. year olds, new teenagers are very very ruthless. But we made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. We were chilling. Um, and I mean, yeah, it, it depends. Yeah. I, I can be either or. Whichever teacher you want me to be today is the yeah. teacher I'll be. Um, but nine times out of ten, I was the roasting teacher. <laughs> the roasting teacher? Oh, no. <laughs> well, really, they'll be roasting me. Oh. <laughs> and, and, you know, You're just trying to survive out here. <laughs> I really was. I just let me make it, please. I just... 335, please. 335. <laughs> Let me get there. That's all I want to do. Um, but, yeah, it was fun. It was cool. The days went by faster. I love working with kids. Um, I don't think I'll go back. Okay. <laughs> don't think I'll ever, like, you know, I don't really want to work for the state either. Mm. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. But mm. that was never going to be, like, a lifelong career for me. That's gotcha. never... That was just always just a good start. And that was something I stumbled upon as well. Because, I mean, I'm a first gen. I don't know what the hell I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. And I'm a sociology major. So, it's like, where can I go? What can I do? Like, stop handing me these museum pamphlets. <laughs> no. Oh, <no. laughs> yeah, like, no. Um, and so, teaching... I ended up um, getting into this program called Freedom School. Mm-hmm. And it's a reading literacy program. Um, and the school I was at just so happened to be for little young girls. And so we would teach them music literacy. But we also had to do this, like, I called it a boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. And we were so tired. But it was it was rigorous and it was important. Um, and I am forever grateful for it um, because it helped mold me into the educator that I am today, which I still am mm-hmm. <laughs> an yeah. educator. I still teach. Um just not in a classroom setting yeah. all the time. But I I do have a lot of knowledge and a lot to teach and to give people. Um, it's just a, a matter of way of figuring out how to do that. Um, but, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I wouldn't necessarily go mad. I think that <laughs> might be a chapter that, yeah. that specific one that's done. Yeah. It's moving. I love that program. It. It helped mold me into the woman mm-hmm. I am. And a lot of what helped me decide the type of teacher I want to be was, like, the women I grew up around. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be, like, my grandmother and my aunties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, um, I I see how the neighborhood and the world and people embrace them and just, like, love on them because of who they are. And so I always wanted my core to be good like that so that people can mm-hmm. love me in that same way. And once you get kids to love you, especially teenagers, especially definitely. I also uh, read that you started a program um, that I, I would like uh, more details. What? I didn't get a lot of details. The one I read was uh, a program led in the uh, NAACP uh, oh, okay. for um, uh, it was, it was uh, black women, right? To encourage them. Oh, to- so. No, it's okay. Okay. So, <laughs> that's what I that read. Okay. <laughs> that's why, but that's why you're here, to what? tell me exactly what I want to see. You did. <laughs> okay, so let me make that clear. So I I was the president of the NAACP at my okay. school. Okay. Um, at SFA. Ooh. Shout out to 6812. <laughs> <You know. laughs> um, I was the president of the NAACP. Mm. Um, 
I think like my junior senior year of college. Um, but before that, I did start an organization called Unblemished. And so what Unblemished was, um, was an organization that we would allow to cater to black women who were transitioning into natural hair mm. and didn't necessarily know um, what to do or how to take care of it um, and how to like not be so self-conscious <laughs> because for black women, our hair is really just like a, a, a strong staple of who we are. Um, not for all black women, but for the most part. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up with natural hair. I, my hair had always been natural. And so me and another friend um, got together and just kind of revamped it. <clears throat> um, and from there, I just took it on, became president. Um, we served about maybe 150 women. So, um, so how would so how would like that program so, work? What we would do was we would, or how it worked for us, we would search topics, mm-hmm. research them, and figure out like if they wanted to know how to do a three strand twist. Mm-hmm. Um, if we didn't know how to do it, we would research it, learn how to do it together, and then we would give out the information. Um, and so it was like YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, YouTube naturalistas and stuff <laughs> <laughs> like. We were doing that, but in person. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. Um, and that's how we were learning together. It was like, well, I was told to, to do this and not do this. So I really don't even know how to do my hair. I've never even been in a beauty supply or I've I've worn wigs um, for the past two or three years. Or I don't know how to properly wash my hair. There is a way to properly mm-hmm. wash your hair and to properly take care of it and condition it. And so a lot of women who wanted to... um I guess, especially at the time where this like started the natural hair movement or the beginning of it, I think um, a lot of black women wanted to, they wanted the liberation of being able to wear their natural hair, but not the the self-consciousness um, that it would bring or that it would feel like if yeah. you didn't know how to do it properly mm. um and so we tried to together break down a lot of that stigma fix and work on a lot of like internal self-esteem issues and issues because we've always we've all black now that's one thing all black women yeah. <laughs> know and experience is like self-esteem issues and issues um internally about our hair and what it looks like and people mm. calling it nappy or ugly or um I don't know <laughs> talking about you because of your hair. Like that's a real sensitive topic and issue for a lot I've of people. Like people just reaching out randomly and like just touching people's yeah, hair. No, like don't ever do that. So Not to me. wild. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just, <laughs> no, uh, no. Yeah, it's that's crazy so, to do that to a person. It's, period. it's crazy in general. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's just no. so insane, but I've, I've heard it mostly like yeah. in like black women who get a lot of people just like, mm-hmm. Oh, let me, I'm like, what? what I'll tell my niece that like that's, the first thing I mean that was that's like the first thing my mother taught me too was don't let nobody in your head yeah and don't let nobody play with your head like don't touch me yeah (laughs) don't touch me at all yeah it's it's so but that's I think that's really cool because it offers a way to for people to reach out again who have that insecurity or Mm -hmm. afraid that's those stigmas to learn how to actually take care of like their their hair properly and also like add a little pride to it you know what I mean to be happy about it to be like to want to show it off yeah we did hair shows 
um, we did like poetry slams. Like we would have like little events and stuff too. Yeah. Um, that kind of aligned with where we wanted to go and how we wanted to continue to build community with each mm. other. Like a lot of these, women, I think my friend was, um, my best friend was at a gym somewhere, and she said she met one of the girls from Unblemished. I think they had a conversation and ended up talking about probably SFA Mm -hmm. and asking if they knew me. And she was saying how she was in Unblemished and Unblemished really like helped change her and and kind of shape her and Mm -hmm. kind of mold her and help her um, really fully embrace herself, you know, in in her hair and how it looks Um, because all of us have different hair and to be comfortable with that. And that's, that's one of the biggest or hardest things that most of us are will, will struggle with. You know what I'm saying? Sounds like it's a, like a like it's a big part of even identity of being comfortable yeah. with you, like yeah, yourself. For sure. Yes. Uh, which which I would, know it is for me. Yeah. For sure. Um. Yeah. If, if that's something like I was in a position of, it, 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 I would feel like maybe not embrace. And again, it's not for everybody. We're not generalizing or anything, mm-hmm. but. It might be a part of like you're you're try like not accepting a part of yourself, even if like yeah. I guess you don't wear it like yes. all the time. But being able to to know how to take care yeah. of yourself properly and stuff like that, um, and also it'll add to that just feeling good about who you are, your self esteem, like oh, mm-hmm. loving all of you. Yeah, you know I mean, and not just trying to hide away parts that you yeah. want to ignore. Yeah, um, which I think is I think it's hopefully it's a bigger movement happening with with everything and overall. I think lately. Uh, is being more accepting of of a lot of aspects. Um, I think for the most part has gotten better, um, but it is yeah, it is something that I don't know comes maybe not only with age, but just like with wisdom and experience that yeah. Again, the 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 love starts with within, and like once you have that, then like can't nobody tell you anything. Yeah. Like you can really, do anything. yeah. The limit does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the limit does not again. exist. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's, that's something very, very, like, well learned that I've had. I'm like, oh, like, if I'm good with myself, like, I I am untouchable. Like, I had to teach everything. myself that a long time ago. Yeah. Like, as a child. Because, like I said, I grew up, like, in an abusive household. Mm-hmm. So, so, looking in the mirror was hard. Mm-hmm. And so, I would make myself. Like, I would make myself... Because I knew that these issues would come up <laughs> like later on in life and I didn't want to be a grown-ass woman not being able to look at herself. That's some you know what I'm saying? Right there. That's some, that's, that's I try to keep foresight. it. Yeah. I try to keep me some a little wisdom, a little foresight, you know what I'm saying? A little discernment, a little sprinkle, sprinkle in there. So, cause, I mean, if you don't have it, it just it, yeah, it no. gets crazy. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I would make myself look in the mirror and like, like what I see mm-hmm. or I would talk to myself and say that whatever was said to me that day I would say the total opposite to myself mm-hmm. and I still practice that now like I still write um <laughs> I want to be being made with Jane so bad I write <laughs> <laughs> I write like encouraging words and stuff especially when I first got to college mm-hmm. I would write like encouraging words on my um mirror and like expo marker and then I would have like sticky notes all over the place which mm-hmm. is like um quotes <laughs> encouragement um maybe a to do somewhere in there but yeah. it was something to to motivate me enough to train my mind to think differently to help mm-hmm. me get through 
every day. And yeah. I still have to do it. I still have to practice it. Like, I still have to make sure I'm keeping myself, um, I don't know, I guess aligned, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word, um, to the woman that I want to be in because I'm not her yet. Yeah. And she's still waiting on me. And I have to, when I get there, I have to be my best self. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not, then I would be disappointing her. Yeah. And I can't disappoint myself. <laughs> That's the number one person. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I got to make sure. Yeah. If, if she's good, every, yeah, you're you're good and everybody else is good. I can't good. disappoint myself. Yeah. At all. Um, and that's something that I've had to to train and teach myself, especially in college, because a lot of the times it will be like, oh, you have to you have to make everybody proud. You have to make your family proud. I'm a first generation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like yeah. you got to make everybody else proud but yourself. Yeah. You got to look out for everybody else but yourself. You have to make an example for everybody else but yourself. Mm-hmm. No, I need to be my own example. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I need to know where I want to go and how I want to get there and who I want to be when I get there. Mm. The Yeah, I think... I think I had that a lot growing up where I felt like I couldn't do that for myself. So yeah. I would, it's like, it's, it's, a, hard. it's a typical thing. So I was like, it's oh, hard. but I can do that for other people. And then yeah. I would yeah, do my hardest to do that. And then every day, end up the day feeling empty. You know what I mean, because I'm, I didn't take the time to fill my cup up. You know, I was like, oh, we'll fill everybody else's yeah. up first. And then uh, because I thought, I was like, well, if, if, if I can't like do it, then I can make other people, whatever, feel better. And then finding out later that the more that, I made sure that I was good, the easier it was yeah, to help to out help people. Everybody and, it, and, the, and the easier it was to offer that without even trying. Because there mm-hmm. were some people that once I made that transition, um, I kept getting stuff like, dude, I just like like being around you. Like you, you didn't mm-hmm. do anything, but it's helping me push that. Or other people starting things because they were like, oh, like I saw you doing this. And I'm like, okay. And that's just me worrying about me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Worrying about whatever my health or my mental health or any, anything specific. Uh, and then like it made me, more willing to help people out without being like, oh, I'm not helping myself or something. Like, no, I'm good. So I know I can mm-hmm. give. Some, and also recognizing when I'm not. And I'm like, okay, I can't at the moment offer anything like that uh, or offer as much help as I can to to some people before I can take care of myself. Yeah. So I, I've learned, and this is just, just by living and being around people because people tell me all the time that they're inspired by me. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, girl. Let's take a bubble bath. Like, what do you mean? Like, inspired. Yeah. <laughs> inspired out. But people tell me that all the time. And I think if you just live your life and you live it right mm-hmm. and you live it the way that right is to you, people will be inspired by who you are mm-hmm. somewhere. Even if it's just one person. Yeah. Um, and you don't necessarily need that. But like I said, we do need community. We do need yeah. each other as people. That was the whole point of starting Funky Town Fridge in the first place. So um, I think that that's important to have mm-hmm. um, and that's important to do. Um, and if if you <laughs> if you struggle to, to make yourself well, then people will see that. And yeah. that, that'll be something that people don't want to follow but if you live a life of alignment and inspiration and enjoy or whatever it is that those good things in life that people want and can't necessarily get from somewhere else if you live your life in those things then people will see it they'll be inspired by you and they'll know who you are 
Yeah. And just by doing that, you're you're edifying somebody else. Mm. So I think that's why it's always been important for me to do my best to to live my life as righteously as I can or to walk a straight um not narrow, but a straight <laughs> a path as straight as I can. Um, because at first it was like, oh, I have all these people look because I'm the oldest too. So mm-hmm. I have four, three other sisters, <laughs> and then I have two little brothers. And yeah. so it was like, I I have to show them these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to because one day they'll grow up and they'll see especially now mm-hmm. like I'm I'm always in the media I always <laughs> I'm always um doing an interview or something and I want them to see that um their big sister has lived a life that they can imitate mm-hmm. and then they can be proud of um and I think that's important for me yeah. like and even if they aren't I still did that for myself yeah I mean you have that added where you're like if if i inspire them to like to do something that's good but when you're doing it without on purpose and like oh i'm doing it for somebody you're doing it for yourself like that naturally just happens mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh people so see it people see it and uh it, it, and it's when you're just doing it when you're doing the best thing for what what's gonna make you feel the best as a person when nobody know? is looking when nobody's looking who yeah. are you like What's your integrity? What's your morality? What's your what's your principle? Like, yeah. who are you for real? Like, who are you to? Yeah, with yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, who not? Um, and uh, these, these are like all like talks I had with myself, and I'm like, who are you trying to convince? You have here? to. You know what I mean? Like, you have to. You know, what do you when I do something? Uh, I, I have this conversation quite a bit, but it's like the act of like being a good person. Like, I don't know if I like, na- like go, oh, I don't know if I'm naturally like a good person. I don't focus on being a good person. You know what I mean? I just like do what's, do what's best. Yeah. Like what I think, what's, <laughs> what's making me feel yeah. like I am doing something that's right. Like, mm-hmm. and I know when I do something that I know feels wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's not, that's not, I don't care what somebody else. Cause I, I sure. Like you can do something wrong and have someone come up to you and convince you that like, Oh, well it's all right. Like this now I'm like, no, but if I know that it's not right, then that's who I got to be good with. Like that's you know? I have to. I have to always ask myself if it's right and if it's necessary. Mm. Okay, <laughs> you gotta have both okay. at the same yeah. time. And if you don't, yeah, then we need to reevaluate, my friend. <laughs> we yeah. need to see what other options or solutions we can come up with. But I, I, it has to be just like my grandmother used to tell me: think before you speak, before you act. Mm-hmm. Is it right or is it necessary? What is this going to do for you later on? Yeah, I've. Uh, I've How seen are you going to benefit from this later on? With like people who, uh, like on social media and stuff, like will immediately want to argue with everybody like on the internet, and I'm like, that's one. I'm like, is that necessary? You know what I mean? Like, I uh, and it, and it causes a lot of just like internal just anger that you hold on to. Like when you're searching for, I feel like at a certain point you're just searching for people to disagree the with. People that started, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and, and there's some people that post like, stuff that it's like it's going to be polarizing, and they are baiting people into like, oh, let's start something. I go, but well, you know, everybody gets paid for this now. Yeah, everybody uh, needs yeah. engagement. Yeah, and I'm just like, and that's what everybody's an influencer. And that's what, like, honestly, that's what the internet now has done to me is that like now every time I immediately have a thought about something or. Uh, 
Feel Even like if someone's like, oh, they it, did something wrong or something, I'm like, oh, I can just not, not. say anything. Yeah. <laughs> I go, that's an option too. I can just not engage. <laughs> Let it in go. This. Yeah. Cause then I realize, I like, go, oh, the more I engage in something, the more that's going to keep popping up mm-hmm. and the more it's going to like happen. I mean, who knows how the algorithms work, but I know for sure that's <laughs> something that's happening. And I'm like, I just don't need to. You know, Honestly, need contrary to. to popular belief, I really be letting shit go. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really just be like, <laughs> You know what? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't even got. Or if I gotta say some, if I gotta like speak my piece, I'm gonna speak my piece, and I'm gonna let this shit go. I'm like, you're not even yeah. for a thought anymore. <laughs> like yeah. I'm gonna let that go because like I, yeah, I, and I can't. Like I can't. I can't. I can't hold on to that. I can't um, live my life based off of some weird ass anger. Like I can't. I cannot do that to myself. Anger is so like just one gotta, of the emotions, yeah, that I think is a complete like waste of time to hold on to. Like it happens. I don't think emotions, so. emotions happen, but I like to, to not wanting to let go is what, what, that's I what think, and that's what I think that's with every emotion. To be honest with you, I think anger got me to where I am. Can't stunt. Okay, I really do. <laughs> I, I think a lot of my anger. I, I I'm just older now. Yeah, let's call myself old. But I'm Hold just on. older now. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just older now. I'm just in a much different place than I've been um, really before in life, mm-hmm. and I just went through a traumatic, life altering, <laughs> life changing, gut wrenching event. Mm. Um. And so it it is kind of shifted my perspective a little bit and maybe changed me in some ways where I can just be like, you know what? I did it and they did it <laughs> and we did it and I can either hold on to it or I can let it go. Um, but before, like, mm. I've been, honestly, I've been angry my whole life, like, and a lot of it I thought was the world just like things happening around me being a black woman being a black girl growing up fat and black like all of those things helped build up anger and Mm -hmm. also coming from an abusive household but I thought a lot of that was just like the revolutionary in me Mm -hmm. wanting so badly for the liberation of my people Mm -hmm. and now just now in retrospect as I speak, I think that it has been a collective of different things um, that has... Because every time there's anger, there's action. Yeah. Or for me anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. if I get mad about some shit, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get me out of it. Because I don't, I don't ever want to be in a box or compartmentalized in a space where I cannot get out of, mm. where I feel like I can't breathe or like I'm drowning. So anger has always helped me to... Come on, come up with a master plan real quick. Yeah. And figure out a solution to whatever it is that I'm angry about. And if it's a person and something they did, then that's just gonna have to be something that I take in, deal with, eternalize internalize and let go of. Yeah. I have not done that before. And so but a lot of my anger would manifest as action. Mm-hmm. And so now I try not to be as <laughs> like it's still there. It'll, it'll it'll never go away. And I think yeah. it's my friend. Like I think it's important to um what's the word? Not really coincide, but just like 
to build relationships <laughs> with all your emotions, all yeah. the good and the bad emotions, and and where they stem from and how they happen. And I think how they happen, and I think a lot of people do not spend enough time with themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I or, don't. Or in those emotions, like I, I or in those emotions, you spend time with yourself, you'll be able to handle your emotions. Yeah, better. instead of again ignoring them or not like even not taking action on some of them and just letting them just build or or ignore them and then they manifest when you don't like and i think when we do stuff like that we let ourselves down yeah for sure no absolutely uh i had a friend once told me uh i forgot he got it from somewhere but anyways (laughs) the, the the idea was um like emo, I mean, you're gonna feel emotions. Like feel all of them. Like feel, be in them. Mm-hmm. It's like do not ignore them. Like feel them. But at the end, you have to let it go. Like every one of them is like, yeah. it's like not. It's not. And then for me, like he was specifying, he's like, it's not just anger and sadness. Like that our um, emotions. I go, your happiness every, is gonna yeah. go away. Like you have to work on that daily. Like mm-hmm. that's a thing that is not like you get happy one day and it's like cool. I cracked it. You're done. Like no, that's a thing you work on back, every yeah. day. Like every day, the you know happiness will will go away too. Like you know er, all the other ones will go away. Like but just be in them. Mm-hmm. So when you're happy, enjoy being happy. To figure out how to do that again. Like mm-hmm. how do you keep that going? If you're angry, you don't want to feel angry. Yes, okay, feel it. There's a reason why. Take yourself out of that situation next time. Yeah. Or like, it's it's all it's all a learning thing. Mm-hmm. And again, it, it's come with for for me specifically. It's come with time. Like definitely come with time because I was always. Yeah, because which I, most I things bottled. do. Yeah, everything comes with time. Yeah, yeah for and it sure. just feels so simple. And I see, um, especially like in the community that I'm in now, um, it, the the age ranges, and I mm-hmm. and like I uh, have a lot of like people that come to shows or artists or people that I talk to that are younger, and I see like that younger like I ideal mindset. I'm, I don't try to force anybody out of it because that's how I learned. Like you experience yeah. it, but uh, but I do see it, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. like it's there. There. Sim- feeling something similar to what I this is, you know what I mean? and I'm like, cool. <laughs> and I, I'm like, it's nothing, you know. I can't again. There's nothing someone ever told me that yeah. got me out of something. Really, yeah. like just just as a fleeting word. But for the ones that I do manage to build some sort of relationship with, a friendship or anything like that, then those are the ones that, again, I do not have to say anything. They just see me as who I am, and it's like, okay, cool. Like, and I'll notice some changes here and there, and like mm-hmm. their demeanor or the way they're dealing with stuff. Um, but I, I, the way you live your life, this, the yeah, way you show me having it, I, yeah. I'm not trying to preach at anybody and tell yeah. you how to live your life. Like, oh, you you will find out how to do that. Yeah, <laughs> good, the good and bad ways. Uh, but it's it's so fascinating. But but community is definitely something that mm-hmm. everybody needs. I, I think what what you've built and what you're doing is is awesome. There's a, a total of how many at the moment? The fridges. I think there are three. Three? Okay. <laughs> yeah, three. Yes. Uh, I, yeah, um, I forgot which the only one I know for sure is that the North Side one. And there's a yes, I have the North Side one. I have the one at um, Westside Presbyterian mm-hmm. um, Church, uh, which is not it's probably about ten minutes from here, and then the one at Goodwill. Um, the regional goodwill on campus drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, ways that people can help out um, is one contributing, right? It's yes, just, uh, so always anything. contribute. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's got a pantry side, so you can bring canned goods and stuff like that. Uh, but it's also actually a fridge, so you can yes. bring in other stuff. I know online there's a suggestion of like certain things that you should bring like in. Like a guideline. Like yeah. a guideline. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, things that would be more convenient to mm-hmm. have out there. Um, but the other thing is that you do have uh, people can contribute fridges, like if they have one. No. Is that still not Please anymore? don't give me a fridge. Oh, never mind. Okay, I will, let's clear that <laughs> <No>. up. <laughs> Please don't. Um, I don't plan on opening anymore anytime okay. soon. So there's nowhere for it to go. Gotcha. Um, 
Because we don't have any space or any capacity to keep all these fridges gotcha. or places okay. to put them. Um, but people can always go take food to the fridges. Um, if you can't do that and you're willing to give monetarily, you can do that. Um, also, on our website, funkytownfresh.org forward slash donate. Um, our Venmo and our Cash App and um, like our GoFundMe, all those things are there. Um, everything is on the website, like all the information, all the fridges. Um, and it was recently updated. Shout out, shout out to Miss Camille <laughs> Houston. Um, the website was recently updated, so I do hope people utilize it and look at it because it's it's fly. Okay. <laughs> it's fly, um, and, and it's been there since September, I think. Um, so all the information is there. It really is just a refrigerator sitting out, sitting outside on a get what you can, take what you need basis. So mm-hmm. if you have food to give, take it. Yeah. <laughs> don't bring nothing open. Don't bring nothing <laughs> you don't want. Don't bring nothing you wouldn't eat or you wouldn't feed to your own child. But if you got food and you know somebody can benefit from having it, take it. Um, and, and let people come get it. And that's it. If you're hungry, go eat. There you go. I like that. I like that it's simple. Um, well, I, I really want to appreciate you, Kendra, for stopping by today. This is, uh, Really awesome. I, again, I like being in the room with people who are doing cool stuff. Like oh, thank you. I think you. It benefits the community so thank much. Um, and I think just even hearing part of your story and just like your spirit, like I feel like there's just going to be more things coming out. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I have that I uh, hope so. feeling. So I'm just excited to what, what the <laughs> yeah. next idea is going to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, I, thank, I appreciate some you. Coming, got some hats in the oven, you know. Turn the camera know. off. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thank you for stopping by, Kendra. Again, this has been episode uh, 93, 93 mm-hmm. uh, with Kendra from Funky Town Fridge. That was the guy I was born. Really? Yeah. Hey, I know. See? Look at y'all. Just aligning stuff. Though. Yeah. Alignment, baby. Alignment. <laughs> Keep thank everything. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next time. Thank you.